Good morning, and welcome to the radio broadcasts of the Brinesburg Missionary Baptist Church.
the love song which they bring. Oh, hush the noise, ye men of strife, and hear the angels sing. All ye beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow. Look now for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. Oh, rest beside the weary road and hear the angels sing. For lo, the days are hastening on by prophet bars foretold when with the ever-circling years comes round the of gold, when peace shall over all the earth in ancient splendors ring, and the whole world give back the song which now the angels sing. Reminds us to come to adore Him, Christ the Lord. Would you stand with me as we sing and worship Him today? Oh, come, all ye faithful.
Just another holiday. Who is this babe that we give adoration? He is the Savior, the Lord of salvation. And he is still the same today. And if your heart condemns you, he is greater than your heart. And if your life is broken, he can mend a broken heart. From his Father's throne in glory to a manger filled with faith. From Bethlehem to Calvary, Jesus Christ is still the only trying to hide from the fear and the feelings you're locking inside you 
must you keep it all within? Here is a man who's already forgave you. He has the power to comfort and save you if you'll only let him in. And if your heart condemns you, he is greater than your heart. And if your life is broken, he can mend a broken heart. From his Father's throne in glory to a manger filled with hay. From Bethlehem to Calvary, Jesus Christ is still the only way. From his Father's throne and glory to a manger filled with hay. From Bethlehem to Calvary. Oh, from Bethlehem to Calvary. Jesus Christ is still the Today you'll be listening to the message preached by our pastor, Brother Brad Walker, during our Sunday morning worship service. May God bless you as you listen to his message. Thank you, Brother Rockney. If you will, turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We're going to continue on from where we... We're last week, and this morning we're going to be looking at verses 8 through 18. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 18. And thinking on the subject of peace on earth. And as you're turning there, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Lord, we thank you for this time of year. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to slow down, hopefully. And just hear from you about what this season is truly about, why this baby came, what, what it means for us that the Messiah would put on flesh and dwell among us, be born in, in a stable, laid in a bed of hay in a manger. Lord, that he would go to the cross of Calvary and die in our, in our place. Lord, why would you do that? Lord, I think we're going to see today. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you might hide me behind the cross, that only, I, that only you be seen and only you be heard. And, Lord, just uh, glorify your, your word this morning. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 18. If you will, please stand with me in honor of the reading of God's word. And there were in the same country... Shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for, I, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. 
And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into the heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. You may be seated. We're going to be focusing mostly this morning on verse 14. And in the English Standard Version, I want you to listen to how this is translated from the Greek. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Peace on earth. Many of you may remember that our choir sang a version of Carol of the Bell. Uh, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. Um, last Sunday night during our Christmas cantata. And that's an interesting song, uh, an interesting story behind it being written. Henry Longfellow uh, was the father of six children. He was a widow. His wife had been tragically killed in an accident where she had, uh, her clothes had caught on fire and uh, he had tried to help her put those, those flames out and even had jumped on himself to try to get those flames out. In fact, burning his face so severely that he had to wear a beard the rest of his life to um, try to disguise some of those scars. But one of his sons had joined the army during the Civil War. And he got a call there in December, and his son had been very seriously wounded, and there was a risk of him being paralyzed. And it was on that Christmas day, as, as his son was in such peril, that he wrote the words of this song. And the, the third verse is the verse that is, speaks of the despair that we see in those times of life. He said, And in despair I bowed my head, there is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And can we honestly look a skeptic in the eye and say there is peace on earth. In 2019, there has been tensions and they have led to war or could lead to war in so many places around the globe. Places like Yemen and Afghanistan. We know of the tensions between the United States and China and between Saudi Arabia and the United States and Israel and Iran. We know of the tensions in, in Syria, in Nigeria, and South Sudan and Cameroon and Venezuela, and of course we know those things that have gone on in the Ukraine. So many places and so much turmoil. In 2019, in the 2019 storm season, the storm season yielded 18 named storms, six of which became hurricanes and three of which were considered to be major hurricanes, which means they were a category three or greater, meaning they had at least a sustained winds of 111 
miles per hour. Those hurricanes devastated communities, destroyed homes, took lives, devastated families. Politically, we know the turmoil that our nation is in. Just this week here in the United States, one political party impeached a sitting president, leading to protests. As a nation, we're divided. We're divided over just about everything in a us-against-them mentality. There were also 15,498 homicides in the United States just in 2018. On average, we're told nearly 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. So during one year, that equates to more than 10 million women and men. We know that our homes are being devastated by divorce and substance abuse and pornography and a media that is ever increasingly hostile to the Christian worldview. We know that in our own church family, we just this year have experienced so much loss. We've seen the loss of spouses, of children, of siblings, of friends. We've agonized in hospital rooms and surgical waiting rooms as a loved one's life hung in the balance during treatments or during surgery. We have sat in those same examination rooms ourselves and looked into the eyes of the doctors as they have given us devastating diagnosis. And so the question comes, can there be peace on earth? Living in a world that still is groaning under the weight of sin, can there be peace? Living in a world where life is so unpredictable and hard, can there be peace? Living in a world that prefers conflict to compromise. Can there be peace? And yet the multitude of the heavenly host said, On earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so this morning, I want you to look deeper into this passage with me. As we ask that question, can we find peace on earth? I believe the answer is given to us in this text. And I believe the first thing we must do is we must see peace defined. Peace defined. Notice who the angel of the Lord came to there in verse 9. He came to shepherds. But as we saw last week, these shepherds were not just any shepherds. These were shepherds who were watching over sacrificial lambs there on the outskirts of Bethlehem. These shepherds were raising sheep whose purpose would not be to produce wool or mutton. These sheep were destined to be taken to Jerusalem and to be sacrificed in the temple. The purpose of the sacrifice would be the atonement of sin, to turn away God's righteous wrath against the people's sin and to make peace with God for another year. And so that word peace needs defining. Peace defined is freedom from disturbance. It's, it's, it's defined as tranquility. But basically, we think about it in the scriptural sense. The Old Testament word that is used for peace is salom, meaning completeness or soundness or well-being. And so it is used when one asks of or prays for the welfare, the welfare of another. When one is in harmony or concord with another, when one seeks the good of a city or of a country. It may mean material prosperity or physical safety, but also it may mean 
spiritual well-being. Such peace is the associate of righteousness and truth, but not of wickedness. And so because of the world's chaos through man's sin, and because peace comes only as God's gift, the Messiah, the messianic hope, was of an age of peace or of the advent of the prince of peace. And so the New Testament shows the fulfillment of this hope. In Christ, peace has come. So where is the peace? Where is this peace that has been promised? If Christ's coming was to usher in an age of peace, where is the peace? Why does chaos still seem to reign supreme? Well, I think that brings us to the second thing we must understand. Peace in the storm. Peace in the storm. You see, Jesus will bring two different types of peace. And so many of us are looking for a peace where there will be no more war, where there will be no more conflict. And Jesus' second coming will usher in the peace that that speaks of. He will usher in the peace of the nations as he sits on the throne of David and rules the nations of the earth with peace. John's revelation there in Revelation 11 verses 15 through 19 makes that clear as John says, And the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshipped God saying, We give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and hast reigned. And the nations were angry and thy wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou shalt give reward unto thy servants, the prophets and to the saints and them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was opened in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament and there was lightning and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hail. Yes, Jesus will rule and Jesus will reign. And yes, we will see the kind of peace that we all long for. An absence of war, an absence of conflict. But it's also important to note that Jesus' first coming brought peace. Jesus' first coming brings spiritual peace. Remember those shepherds? Their work was to raise enough sheep For all those going to the temple to have a sacrifice for themselves to cover over their sin again for another season. Year after year, the priest would offer tens of thousands of gallons of blood from those sheep upon the altar in an attempt to make peace with God. But deep down, even those priests knew that those lambs could never bring about lasting spiritual peace. We need the rescuing from the storm in our souls brought upon us by sin that is described by Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 53 verses 4 through 12, when Isaiah says this about the rescue that we need. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. 
and the Lord hath laid upon him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generations? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken, and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he hath done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief, when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many? For he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. We needed more than the blood of bulls and goats and lambs. We need the blood of a perfect sacrifice. And only Jesus could be that perfect sacrifice. Only Jesus could give the sacrifice that would satisfy God the Father and bring about lasting spiritual peace. And so we see Jesus is our peace in the storm. The disciples saw an illustration of that as they were in the boat. Remember who dwells within our souls. It's Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who indwells us. Well, the disciples got to see that there in Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. When it says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the waters, and they obey him. It's important as we look at that passage right there to understand that these were seafaring men. And these seafaring men were terrified. This lake is located in a kind of bowl shape with steep hills surrounding it on each side. And so that allowed for violent storms to literally, as it says here, drop down on this lake, creating waves that have been recorded to be as high as 10 feet in height. The disciples were experienced fishermen, but this was no ordinary storm that they had met. This storm literally left these disciples frightened for their lives, and they were fighting in their own strength here. They're trying in their own strength to bail out this boat, and each man frantically works as the boat is beginning to take on more and more water and beginning to be swamped. And in this moment, the disciples realize that Jesus is still peacefully sleeping here in the stern of the boat. We find the packet, these panic-stricken disciples here running to Jesus, crying out for help, and seemingly questioning his concern for them at this moment. Mark tells us that they said this, Teacher, do you not care if we perish? They're saying, Jesus, do you not care if we die here? 
Fransburg, the middle of the storm is not a pleasant experience for any of us. And many of you can give testimony to that this, this year. The middle of the storm is not a pleasant experience. And yet Jesus brings peace in the midst of the storm. Jesus brings peace even when we're in the, when we're in the middle of the storm. I mentioned earlier those three major hurricanes that, that we experienced this past year. Those hurricanes are violent. Those hurricanes are destructive. Yet, there in the eye of the storm, we see those beautiful pictures that are taken by those, those guys that fly over the storms. There in the middle of the storm is what? The eye. And in that eye, if you were in the water, in the middle of that eye, you could look up and you would see beautiful blue skies. You would be sitting in calm seas in the eye of the storm. Those hurricanes are violent. They are destructive. Yet the eye of the storm is the safest place to be if you had to be in the middle. You see, the most peaceful place in a hurricane is the eye. And several of us have felt like we were in the eye of a storm here in 2019. I know I have felt like I was in the eye of a storm in 2019. At 9 a.m. September 17th, my family was hit by a storm that we never saw coming. It was a normal Tuesday morning. I was doing my normal Tuesday morning thing. I was preparing for a Sunday morning sermon. And I get a call from the Callaway County Sheriff telling me I need to get to the Murray Callaway County Hospital. My parents and my daughter had been in a serious accident. And so the storm began to rage. And the storm raged around my sister and I as doctors and as surgeons began to come and one after another explaining to us the severity of my mom and dad's injuries and what next steps would have to be taken that would include a, a helicopter having to come and, and take my mom to, to Vanderbilt Hospital in Nashville, Tennessee. Now I'm a preacher. <laughs> so I'm supposed to be an experienced seafaring man when it comes to the storms of life. But this was no ordinary storm. This one hit, and I wasn't expecting it. And so, when I cried out for Jesus, I can give testimony that he was right there with me. And he spoke, peace, be still, to the raging storm that had hit my life. And when he spoke, peace, be still, there was peace in my heart and in my soul, like I had never experienced before. My sister and my mom and my dad will give testimony, as I do, that the past three months, Jesus has guided us through a raging storm. And feels like he's gotten us to the other side now. But I praise him that even in the midst of the storm, we found peace. Many of you have that same testimony. Maybe it wasn't this year, maybe it was years previous, but you know what it is to find yourselves in an unexpected storm that hits your life, that hits the life of your family. The storms come, and as they come, they rage. Yet, there is peace in the midst of the storm. You see, the angel's statement is a promise. When you are a man or a woman whom God is pleased with, you are a blood-brought saint. That's what that is speaking of. It's speaking of a believer. It's speaking of a, a child of God. And so... Understand you didn't earn that standing. 
That standing was a free gift that was given to you by the Father and was purchased by the Son. And when you are in a personal relationship with Jesus, you find peace in the midst of the storm. And the storms will come. And they're not going to go away simply because you're a Christian. Just because you are a believer does not mean that there won't be physical storms. It doesn't mean that you won't continue to live in a country where there's going to be political storms. It doesn't mean that your family won't be hit by financial storms. It doesn't mean that you won't experience a relational storm. But Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he brings peace in the midst of the storms of our lives. But lastly, I want you to see peace offered here. This peace is qualified peace, though. Meaning not all men will experience this peace. Not every man, woman, boy, and girl will be saved. We see that. Only those with whom he is pleased. So if you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you will still be under the wrath of God. The popular adage says, no God, K-N-O-W, no peace. No God, N-O, no God, no peace. And that's very true. If you know God, if you know him in your heart, then you will know the peace that he brings. But if there is no God in your life, there will be no peace in your life. If God has promised peace, then... Why murders? Why wars? Why abuse? Why political discord? Why all the chaos around about us? Because mankind still in general loves sin more than the Savior. And until Jesus' second coming, we will deal with life's storms. But Jesus has indwelt us and we can experience peace in our relationship with him. And so are you a man, a woman, a boy or a girl with whom God is pleased this morning? Do you know that that is you? Do you have that personal love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? The Prince of Peace came to this earth to bring peace into your life, to bring spiritual peace. And that peace will only be experienced when you have received him as your Savior and as your Lord. All of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. And the price that must be paid for that sin is eternal separation from God the Father. But Jesus came and Jesus died in our place and he rose again on the third day to offer you full atonement or, or full payment for that sin debt in your life. And if you will admit you sin this morning, if you will admit that you have sin that you cannot pay for on your own this morning, and by faith if you will accept Jesus Christ and his gracious gift of salvation, if you will accept it by faith, you will be saved and you will find peace today do you know peace this morning because without Jesus there will be no peace in your life many of us here this morning know the peace of Jesus and perhaps you just need to come to this altar this morning and perhaps you need to thank Jesus for the peace that he has brought maybe you've gone through a storm this year and you just need to thank Jesus for bringing you to the other side of that and giving you peace all the way through but maybe you're here and Jesus has made it clear to you this morning that you know you are lost. You know that you don't have that personal love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Your life is in chaos because Jesus is not dwelling within you. You need to come to him today. And if you will come to him and by faith accept him, you can leave this place like the shepherds did, that stable, glorifying and praising God for all that you've experienced in your life. 
because you met Jesus. Others of us need to come to this altar and cry out to the Lord that he might show us the peace only he can bring as we walk through a very difficult storm right now in our life. The Prince of Peace, Jesus, is here. He has come. He's here today. You too can experience that peace in relationship with him. You too can know that there can be peace on this earth. And his name is Jesus. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. And Lord, we need peace. Lord, because without Jesus, we are under your wrath. And the chaos of this world reigns in our life. But Lord, if, if we know you, we know that we can understand the peace. The peace that can come into our soul and into our heart. That brings about a lasting peace that lasts for all eternity. And so I know I've got some friends here this morning. They don't yet know you. Lord, I pray that you'd give me the opportunity to introduce you to them today. Lord, that they would, they would recognize their sin and they would recognize their great, their great need for the Savior. And Lord, they would come this morning. They would come and say, Brother Brad, talk to me. Or, or, or one of our deacons that could come and, and talk to them. And share how they can come into that lasting peace with you. Lord, some of us just need to thank you for the peace that you've brought into our hearts. Some of us need to ask you to show us afresh that peace because we're hurting right now. We're struggling. Lord, you know what each individual needs. Lord, you know those that need to come to you for salvation. Lord, just do the work that only you can do in our midst today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today from Bryansburg Missionary Baptist Church. If you need spiritual help with the relationship with the Lord, please call 270-527-3757. Also, we would like to invite you to attend our services. On Sunday morning, Sunday school begins at 10 a.m. and our worship service is at 11 a.m. On Sunday evening, discipleship training begins at 5 p.m. with our worship service at 6 p.m. You may also view our Sunday worship services live on Mediacom Inspiration Channel 93. On Wednesday night, our worship service begins at 7 p.m. Once again, thanks for listening, and may God bless you and your family.